All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday. Super pumped about today's episode because Annie F. Downs is coming on. I got so many requests to have her on my podcast, and we have so many mutual friends that I was like, okay, one day this is going to happen, and I've had her on the books for a while. She finally came over. We recorded this episode, and it was just so fun, which is fitting because Annie is all about the fun. Now, that F is super important. Annie F. Downs, there's another Annie Downs out there, so you got to have the F if you're going to follow her on Instagram. Uh, Sort of like there's another Amy Brown out in the world, but she's like a fairy artist, and that's not me. Sometimes people get us confused, but I'm at Radio Amy, and she's at Annie F. Downs. And I went to her Instagram, and she conveniently, coincidentally, had four things listed about herself. Uh, Number one, best-selling author. Two, speaker. Three, podcaster. Four, loud laugher. So Annie is just the coolest, and I feel honored that she came on my podcast and that I now get to call her friend. And I just feel like this is one of those episodes you're really going to love. And something that we're doing a little bit differently today, oh, which FYI, huh, today, I don't have any like 
crazy things to do, but this is uh, our year anniversary. Like we have officially been doing the podcast for one full year. Now we have Tuesday episodes that run, so that adds a different number into the mix. But when it comes to our Thursday Four Things episodes, this is number 52. So happy birthday to Four Things with Amy Brown. I wish I had something awesome to celebrate with, um, but I do have some awesome things to announce that are coming up. Like we're going to do a best of episode towards the end of the year, picking out four things that you loved from this last year, like whatever your four favorite things were, or even even mine, I'm going to factor in everybody's opinion. But if y'all want to go ahead and email to me, like not just specific interviews, like obviously Bob Goff was a huge favorite. So, but if you had one of the things that he shared of all four things, let's, we'll pull that one thing and mix it in with you know, maybe something fun and awesome that was from Trisha Yearwood, or maybe just a fun little thing that I shared, or maybe Stevenson coming on sharing his pancake recipe. That was like a favorite. Of, and that was on our very first episode, by the way. Um, so should have had Stevenson come back on and share another recipe, but he's at school. So not really possible right now while I'm recording this. Um, but I just want to say that I appreciate from the bottom of my heart, like the community that we've grown here, the people that listen, the people that rate and review, all of you listening right now, if you're taking the time to do that, uh, it just means a lot. It's what's keeping this going and keeping it growing. And it's exciting to see what all is happening and what could happen in the next year. Like we're already planning stuff for 2020 and maybe like a little tour next year, taking this thing on the road, doing something live. I don't know. There's just a lot of fun stuff. And I know when I first started this, I was kind of not really sure where it was going to go. And sometimes quite honestly, not really sure where what's happening some episodes, but y'all are cool and you just roll with it. And that is what I appreciate. And uh, we see the support. I mean, we see the emails that come through. Um, we see the downloads. We we see the support with Pimp and Joy and Shop Espoir and supporting Haiti. And uh, that just, that means a lot because I don't want to do this podcast without the impact and spreading joy and hope out there. And Pimp and Joy is all about the joy and Espoir is all about the hope. Espoir means hope in Haitian Creole. And, you know, a lot of you are doing Christmas shopping right now, which means the world to Mary and I, if you're choosing um, stuff that we've got available to, you know, send to your friends and family for Christmas or give to them, like, that's really special. Um, and just speaking of Christmas, today's Thursday. So tomorrow, Friday, I've been telling y'all the customized Christmas pullovers. We're going to have a deadline. We were going to have to cut it off. And if you want to customize it tomorrow, Friday, um, the 15th is the last day to customize Christmas pullovers, your four things, which they're super cute. We will have stock ones available still because those are already pre-made and we can still ship those out. But when it comes to customizing, Tomorrow's the cutoff for the Christmas pullovers. And then we're getting close to the cutoff for the four things totes because we see those orders coming in too. And we know that y'all want to um, give those as gifts to all the girls in your life because they're super thoughtful and they give back. And it's just something really special. You can fill it with cute things inside, which speaking of, we got to do the totes as the CMA swag bags and Reba, uh, posted hers on her Instagram and we got to put corn dogs on her tote because that's one of her favorite four things. And we rhinestoned it. We rhinestoned Dolly, Reba's and Carrie's because they were hosting the CMA Awards. And then every other presenter and performer got 
like a four things tote filled with whatever swag CMA put inside. And then they made a donation to Haiti. So thank you, uh, CMAs, for having us a part of your awards night and contributing to um, Haiti. We really appreciate that. So uh, RadioAmy.com, if you want to access anything, Shop Espoir or Pimp and Joy or looking to do some Christmas shopping, we can definitely hook you up with gifts that have meaning and give back. And as always, we just appreciate your support. Um, and I think I mentioned we were going to do something a little different today, but then I totally got sidetracked and that today's the podcast birthday. But oh, yeah, yay! now there's you. Yay. Now. Some people walked in. We celebrate. Yes, that's the big birthday shout out. But I, what I was going to say was that I'm going to read the email shout out in the intro today. So there's not going to be an outro. But other fun things that we have coming up at the end of the year will be a best of episode. Um, so I want you to send me your favorite moments. You can do that for things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. Um, and then we also have a special joy like pimp and joy episode in honor of my mom because my mom was born on December 19th, which happens to be a Thursday. So that's fun. So we're gonna do something really cool with that episode and spread some joy. And my sister is gonna be recording it with me. So I can't wait for y'all to hear that. Um, but let's get to the email shout out and then we will get to my Annie Downs sit down, which I think y'all are going to enjoy so, so much. And I think she'll definitely be like probably one of your favorites that could be added into maybe the best of episode, but, or maybe uh, just something where you'll want to re-listen to it and take some notes or something or order some of her books. Um, Cause she's just super awesome. So here is the shout out. It's from Ashley in Boston. Hey, Amy, I wanted to send you a message and tell you how much I've enjoyed your podcast over the past year. Your Trisha Yearwood and Bob Goff interviews have been my favorite, but I love them all. I appreciate all the little things that I've learned and been introduced to on the show. I love when you have friends and family on too. Thanks for bringing a bright a bright spot in my week, and I can't wait for all the other episodes to come. So Ashley, this, this was like just a short and sweet little one or email that I pulled because um, I thought it just meant a lot that she's, I can tell she's listened to all the episodes and she appreciates it. And hopefully y'all appreciate it even when I ramble. Right, Elizabeth? Yeah. <laughs> I know that even in this intro, I've been rambling, but it's just a crazy day here. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye and tell you thank you for downloading, listening, rating, and reviewing. And uh, here's Annie. First thing. Okay, this is exciting. I told y'all that Annie F. Downs was going to be coming on my podcast, <laughs> and today's the day. She's here. It's happening. We're at the house, and we were joking because it's above my garage that I'm kind of like basically Dax Shepard. You basically are. This is armchair expert Nashville. Exactly. Yeah, great. So, and then as Annie and I are just chit-chatting before, um, you know, we started recording, she revealed to me that she's going to be an extra in yes. an, a, the Hallmark Christmas movie that's being filmed at Dollywood, and I was... Approached about being an extra, and I couldn't go because of some work conflicts. But Annie's going to be in a Hallmark. I'm dying. Movie. You aren't going to be there. I mean, I'm, we are. You and I are the center of the Venn diagram of this of Dollywood and Hallmark Christmas movies. That is, I was born in the center of that Venn diagram, yes. and I will live there every day. And so I can't believe this is happening. I mean, you're you're living it out for me. I'm going to watch it <laughs> and I'm going to cheer you on and be like, I know. I'm going to send you so many pictures. You're one step closer to being like, you know. A, a cast officially a part of it more than yes. an extra your yes. foot is in the door yeah i'm about to fall in love at christmas is what i think is going to happen and I think. if you do then i need to work at the coffee shop <laughs> yes that's right we'll keep rotating through the storyline yeah what but, if we just became the women who like we said to our friends who are listening 
every once a year you can see us in the background of a movie. Yeah. And we'll tell you which one, but that's all we're going to tell you. And we that's just it. are, I am so content getting paid in Dollywood tickets and, and just being an extra. Yeah. I think that's such a dream. I know. It's like a bucket list <laughs> thing. Like, well, how many years right. did you make it as an extra right. Hallmark movie? <laughs> 10. Right. That's solid. Right. That's my hope. Okay. Starting in 2019. Um, we like to dream big, guys. Yeah, that's these right. Are, these are our goals. That's right. So, um, well, Annie, speaking of like just dreaming big, I, I don't know much about your, your early days of mm-hmm. you getting into who you are now yeah. and being an author and a speaker and doing all the fabulous things that you do. And now yeah. that being into like a blog, to a podcast, to yeah. all the things and people just, uh, just adoring you. I have to say, right. I get... Um, you know, I wrote you a little note that listeners yeah. request you all the time. And oh, it's true. Thanks. I wasn't some some people I have on, they've never been requested. Yeah. I just have them on. Yeah, know? that's but right. Because I mean, <laughs> you know I, people will love them. One, yeah. I like you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. have wanted to have you on, but also too, it was a you know, people whenever I just throw a note out there like, yeah. Hey, you know, who should I have on? It's always yeah. like, Oh, see if you can get Annie F. Downs. And really the last month or two that we've had it on the calendar, I've been able to reply. She's coming. She's in. coming. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. November. I know we need to trade these. You need to come on. That sounds fun too. Because when you posted about it, you posted, we were going to be in the same place. And everybody's like, oh, is she coming on? That sounds fun. Is she coming on that? I was like, yes, she is. 2020. Okay. So deal. we'll go trade these and go back. Yeah. I will come on. So how, like at what age did you know, or when did you feel that tug on your heart to, yeah. to get into what you're doing and explain to people that might not know everything that you do and what you're all about, like that part of you. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, Amy, is I kind of just have one skill. I just entertain people till they learn something. That's all I've literally ever been able to do. I used to teach elementary school. Mm -hmm. And so that growing up, that's what I wanted to do. I thought I would be the teacher who was in the classroom my whole life. Like I thought that would be what I would do forever. And what ended up happening is I was um, helping with lead the youth group at my church and I started writing. Oh, I can see you being so good at that. It was so fun. I loved I mean, and I love teaching too. I taught fourth and fifth grade. I just loved it. I still love those kids. I'm friends with a ton of them on Facebook. And I taught for five years. And so I just have 180 now adults there in their 20s who were, you know, 10-year-olds when I knew them first. And I just adore them. But I, um, I start, so the, the writing really started as like serving the community I was already in by writing for the youth group girls. And so this whole thing, this whole career is a is very much a, okay, that sounds fun. Okay, that sounds fun. And just moving into the next thing. Now I work hard and I'm, yeah. I'm driven and motivated. So it's not like I just like fall into the next thing. But when writing books started in 2000, I wrote my first book in 2006. When writing books started, it was purely like, oh, that, that would be fun to try. I love books. One of my grandmothers was a librarian oh, and okay. the others owned a bookstore. Yeah. And so it was just like, we didn't watch TV at my house. I spent my Saturdays at the bookstore. I mean, I just have loved books forever. And so that's really what got me started. So I started writing in 2006, moved to Nashville in 2008. Just kind of felt the, and maybe the best way to put it is an invitation from God to like move and to try something new. And I was single at the time and in my mid twenties. And I was like, well, if I'm going to be poor and I'm, and this isn't going to work, at least it'll just be me who's hungry and not like a family of people that I'm trying to care for. Right. And uh, so I moved here in 2008 and spent the first few years doing 
all sorts of jobs while I was trying to get published. I mean, I worked at Local Taco. I worked yeah. at, yeah, it was delicious. My kids are so disappointed the Local Taco in our neighborhood I know. closed down. It's gone. I know. The old day, the olden days. Yeah. Um, I know. I, so I did that. I worked at nonprofits like uh, the Mocha Club and Able that you know really well. Yeah, love Able. I mean, I did all that kind of stuff trying to become a published author. And it, the short version is um, it, the book got picked up by a publisher in 2012. And, and then the speaking kind of came along with it because as part of the deal with the publisher, promoting it, yeah. And they had a bunk on a bus for a teen girl tour as part of the sponsorship the publisher had with the tour. So they said, will you be the speaker that represents our publisher? And I was like, yeah. So I did that for two school years where I was gone 2012, 13, 13, 14. We did two weekends a month of this teen girl tour. Mm-hmm. And and then as I grew in my own age and in my own life, my writing left writing for teenagers and has become where I write for adult men and women now. We're, um, is this bothering you, by the way? Your dingling earrings? Yeah, can no. you hear them? I mean, I don't think so, but if you're worried about them, you can take them I just can hear out. them a little bit. Yeah. Um, sorry, everyone, my... To be concerned. Being too um, bougie with my earrings. Um, Very cute. So now in 2019, I have our, our company is called Downs Books Incorporated. There's really three buckets. So I still write books. It's my first love. I love writing. I love what it takes. I have a book due tomorrow. And oh my so, gosh. Yeah, it's How fine. are you here right now? Uh, because I'm an Enneagram 7 and we're like, yeah, that'll be fun. Let's get out of the office. Okay. So, so well, when you, now that you're just going yeah. through your books, like, so, um, like people that, write specifically for things like sometimes when you're progressing in your writing and you're maturing uh-huh. in your writing and you're shifting like do you ever look back on like I just remember Jen Hatmaker saying something one time about some of her early books that I yeah. read a long long time ago and she's shifted a lot yeah um and you know some people say it's maybe not their cup of tea I I appreciate her her shift and her how forward she is with it but I mean sure. I think she's even said I go back and read some of the early stuff I wrote for women. And I'm like, oh my gosh, right. what was I writing? Right. Um, sometimes, I mean, as author, that's a, that's a vulnerable place you it's have a to real be problem. is to know that yeah. you have stuff still out there that maybe, and I'm not saying that's the case no, with you. I'm it just is, curious. Though. There are things. Well, the, the thing I have to do, the only way I keep from just going insane about that kind of stuff is go like, okay, I wrote my first book when I was 26. Um, I know that Annie at 26 was doing the best she could. Mm-hmm. She she did not know what Annie at 39 knows. She had not been through what Annie at 39 has been through. And so what I'm writing today is is better, but what I wrote back then was the best I knew. And so so there is changing in in some of the things I think there is growth in me as a person, but the upside of that, that's true for Jen, that's true for me, that's true for anybody who puts out work that gets, for lack of a better word, memorialized like a book does, mm-hmm. it, because it will not change, is that if you take time and read the the whole um, library, you will see the growth in the author. Yes. And you will see the author change and and be with you. So versus going, oh, I like this author. I love Hatmaker. I'll go back and start at her first one, but I'll only read that one. And then you're like, well, that doesn't, that's not the woman I know. Well, that would be true for any of us. Mm-hmm. If we went back and read your journal from 2006, it would be so different than your journal than 2019. And so I just give myself a little bit of like, she did the best she could yeah, with what she knew. And so... um, I'm grateful for the way I have grown and changed. I'm grateful my writing is better. Um, I'm grateful that the stories are better. 
but I, I can't punish her for not, um, for not knowing what she didn't know. Now, that being said, there's also authors who pull books and go, we can't publish that anymore because it's so different than what I believe now. So it has to stop. Wow. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a guy named Joshua Harris that has a book called A Kiss, Dating Goodbye that kind of ruined yes. a bunch of people's teenage oh, lives. That I read are that. Evangelical <laughs> Christians, yes. And, and he's pulled it in the last few years. He's had, people can Google and read all about what's going on with him right now, but he's had a real shift in his faith. But, um, but he has stopped publishing that book because he feels like it was more damaging than helpful. Oh, wow. I had no idea, but I'm pretty sure that circulated through my entire church. For sure it did. All yeah. of us, anybody who was reading in the 90s and was trying to date was reading that. And um, I, as far as I knew, especially, I yeah. mean, you know, so so you can get stuff pulled. I don't feel that way about my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it shows gr- that there is growth, but I'm grateful that it shows growth because that's truthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what... What book, what's due tomorrow? And yeah. when is that coming out? <laughs> it's not coming out till January of 21. Oh, um, wow. Because so here's why. Here's the see, trick. Yeah. I don't know anything about writing This books. is the trick. No one wants to release around the election next fall. So you're going to see a real gap or a real dip in releases October, November compared to what we saw this year um, and what you'll see the next year because it is hard. There's going to be so much noise already that it is hard for a book to get what it deserves as far as to give it a chance, you know, to get it, to get it in the right hands. And so a lot of people are releasing early. You'll see a, my, my forecast for 2020 is you'll see a bigger push of books in August and September and January, February. Gotcha. Whereas this year, Octo- I mean, October is a killer month for books. They always release tons. So what you will see released next fall are really famous authors, and then some people who are newer probably that that will fit in that space that aren't trying to get national media or aren't trying unless it's a Obama releases a book or someone like that that's like right. well no yes we're all going to listen anyway you yeah, know that's fine so that's why it's so long from now and do you are do you, are you saying anything about what it's about yeah I'll tell you I, I'll tell you Amy um, we don't totally know the title yet I have one working in my heart but I feel like it could get me in trouble if I I mean I'll if I just announce it but. Um, the idea is, uh, what keeps happening to me, because my podcast is called That Sounds Fun, is people want to talk about fun with me. And they want me to be the judge of their fun, and they want me to be their coach. They want to know that what they are already doing is fun. Do you think this, Annie, here's what I do for fun. And they tell me, and then they wait. And I go, yep, that sounds fun. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> sure. That's probably fun for you. Great, super. And then, but then I go, but have you ever thought about doing that in a costume? Or have you ever thought about doing that in Virginia? Or have you, you know, like, and they go, yeah, it, you can tell that they want. But the thing we're looking for, Amy, when we're looking for fun is we feel like we've lost something that we can't tangibly get, our, get a word around of knowing what it is. And we all feel that a little bit, mm-hmm. that feeling of like, something's missing. And it's not just like, and God fills that hole. That's not what I'm saying. I, I think even faith people can go, why am I so nostalgic about stuff? Yeah. Why am I so sentimental sometimes? And, and I think there's a bigger thing that we've lost and, and that we've lost. And, and I don't know if we find it, but fun is our gateway to it. And so the book is about how do you um, pick up the crumbs that we're experiencing to figure out what you've really lost. Oh, wow. Okay. And then navigate some fun. Yeah. 
That's right. So now and that teach some fun. So now that we've met and we're friends, like I can just like you can be my fun. Yes, just text me and be like, Annie, is that fun for you? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, the answer is always yes. <laughs> and then you make it yes, but you make it more fun. Yeah, I'll help. I'll you, for like, sure suggest. But you do it. it. You fun. do it already because I know. I mean, we share one billion friends, and our all of our friends are people. And this may be a privileged point of view. I'm I'm aware that we are people who make time for each other and who do fun things together and think of each other when it's time to do fun things. And and I just think that's I think intrinsically our our greater friend group here in Nashville are people who value having fun as a part of like this like Nicole Clausen is who comes to my mind. Yes. Right? Oh my or, gosh, sorry, she's Galleon, whatever Galleon. we should call her. But she's yeah, she's her epitome of fun. Yes. She is about cultivating environments where people have a better time than they thought they were going to have. Mm-hmm. So she's the person that when she invites you to a party, you don't go, well, let me see if my other friends are going to be there. You go, yeah, I'm going to go. Because A, probably someone will be there. But B, I know that Nicole has created something that's going to make me feel like maybe this thing isn't as lost as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And every time it's true. Yeah. Every time it's true with her. And, and so I, I, yes, I will help you, but I also think you already do it because I know, I know, I see your family. I see your friends. I I know. I could use a little bit of work though, but that's encouraging. Every time, you know, I have someone on, I feel like, you know, whether it's for somebody else listening or literally for me myself, I take away that like, oh yeah, you know what? Sometimes I do get lost in like the muck of, ugh, and it's just, I feel stuck and like not... I'm not even trying to cultivate fun yes. and memories. And you and almost have to choose that it. That's it. That's what ha- you, you, for, for some personality types, you have to choose to sit down and do the work because the fun comes naturally. For some people, you have to choose to search out fun because. Well, yeah, you're a seven. Right. You're looking for fun all the time. Right. Exactly. You- it, but I do know the majority of my friends need a reminder that fun is valuable. Mm-hmm. That it's not yeah. a waste of time. It's very valuable and it actually teaches you something about yourself and about the world. And so that's what we're trying to do with this book is kind of go like, hey, this is why it matters so much is because you've never been to Eden, but you know it's lost. Mm-hmm. We've never been in the garden, but we know it's gone and we, and we are actually always looking for it. Yeah. And so how do we find that even in a busy life? I love that. I feel like we're, for me, a big thing is always joy. And that's just something that mm-hmm. has organically um, come into play and that, that we've, we've run with because it it just, it just happened and for a number of reasons, but it's there. And that's something that you see a lot of people trying to chase is like, or actively choose. But I, I like this approach of like being, um, uh, intentional on choosing fun. Yeah. And I think the, the, the interesting thing about what I know of watching Pimp and Joy and your story is that y'all chose in the middle of suffering, we will smile. Mm-hmm. We will not force ourselves to choose one or the other. And a lot of times what we do to each other and to ourselves is if I'm sad, I can only be sad. And if I laugh, I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Or if, if I feel sad, but I don't want to feel sad, I will just go to Disneyland and I will ride and, it, and I will not look back or I'll drink too much or I'll text too late at night to someone I shouldn't text. I will feel better because I can't feel this anymore. And I actually think the most fun is had when you allow them both to exist. When you go like, yeah, there's sadness in my life. I mean, sitting here with you, Amy, there's sadness in my life. Also, there is great joy in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I will let them coexist. And I will lean on finding the fun because the sadness finds me. Sadness is going to find us. Heartbreak's going to find us. We get to be the ones who go, okay, I'm going to hold that in one hand. I won't pretend like that's not true. 
but I will, I will chase the fun because I've got to have both. Well, gosh, I'm looking forward to January 2021. <laughs> <laughs> when book... You don't have to wait that long. I'll get it to you sooner than that, <laughs> so you is... can tell me what to fix. <laughs> yeah, send me the the one with all the grammatical that's errors. That's right. That's right. I yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly so right. So, just to you know, we I like we talked about how you got into writing, and then yeah. that led to the other things. Which in the next thing, I want to talk about your podcast, and okay. you mentioned that, which is called "That Sounds Fun." Yep. Um, with Annie F. Downs, and I think, uh, but I would like to know of your books. Yeah. This next one sounds the most fun, but it's not out yet. Yep. So of your books that you've written, like, which is your, like, if someone is just now hearing about you, which yeah. is the one they need to go buy right now Yeah. Um, and th- that you would recommend? Mm-hmm. And then your favorite book, like, of yeah, all time, not of yours. all time. Okay. Um, the one that people respond to the most, the one that has been bought the most, the one that exists in Target and all the places is 100 Days to Brave. That seems to be the one that people feel like is, well, it's a gorgeous cover, and which I had nothing to do with. I'm like, please judge this book by its cover. But um, <laughs> it is literally 100 days where it, if you do anything for 100 days, it'll change your life. Mm-hmm. But if you will do 100 little brave things in your life, what keeps happening is the people who finish the book, their life is totally different. And they go like, I had no idea. I mean, I can't tell you how many emails I get where people go, I had no idea my husband was going to lose his job on day 54. Mm. But I finished and we're going to be okay. Or I had no idea I was going to fall in love on day 10. Or that my cousin was going to get sick on the 90th day. I mean, people go like, I didn't know what God had for me in those 100 days, but I knew I had to finish. So that's the one I would say is kind of the gateway drug to the others. It's the one that people like. Um, Remember, God is the one that's most recently out about whether God's really kind or not, because I felt like my life didn't look like he was treating me very well. Mm. And I couldn't understand how the Bible said he was kind, but I wasn't getting what I wanted, which is a bougie thing to say, but it was a real sadness for me. Um, Okay, my so those are the two I would say of the, of the collection. Um, and then they can go on favorite. Amazon. Yeah, they're all there. They're on yeah. Amazon. They're at bookstores. You're here in Nashville, Parnassus. We'll get them all for you. They have a couple of them. And um, and yeah, they're available everywhere. Uh, my favorite book of all time is a fiction, a novel from Catherine Marshall called Christy. Have you ever read it? Mm-mm. It is about, Christy is an elementary school teacher in rural Appalachia. And it is a, and it is a, actually the story of Catherine Marshall's mother. Um, as I mean, she was a school teacher who left a sit a big city and took a train into uh, pretty much like Cades Cove, Townsend, East Tennessee, like kind of near Gatlinburg, kind of near Dolly, Dollywood, Dollywood. Uh, Sevierville. So that area, and she taught school there, and it's why I became a teacher. I just thought oh. I have never connected with a novel like that before. I've never. I love that people group. I love. Um, people, the Appalachian people. I just think that it's, uh, they're Scotch-Irish. I have a lot of connections with Ireland and Scotland. And and so I've just always loved that people group. And so that book and the at the TV show afterwards, but that book changed my life. I've read it front to back. I'm not exaggerating, no less than 50 times. And it is, it is just my very favorite. So I would recommend people reading it just if you need a fun novel. Yeah. No. About something different. We love a good book recommendation. And then just- What are you reading? Are you reading anything interesting right now? I'm reading Awful Beautiful Life. Yes. Um, I've heard of it, but I haven't read Becky it yet. Becky Powell. Yep. So she was on my podcast last week and I got about halfway through by the time we interviewed. Yeah. And so I'm finishing it. Do you and try to read everybody you have on? Um, I can't always. We just can't. It's just, it's too much. I mean, well, for one- 
between work and kids and husband and all the different things, but also Netflix. Like, yeah, listen, it's, let's just tell the truth. Yes. It's so, like, or Amazon Prime coming mm-hmm. out with like Jack Ryan just right. recently right. came back season two. <laughs> and then, you know, then HBO had Succession. And sure. then it's like all the things. I and can't- the problem is when we read the people, and I try to read, I try to read something out of every book before I interview someone. But right. But that is, if I'm reading their book because I'm interviewing them, it's it's work. It's not fun. Right. And and if we do that and edit our own podcast and listen to them, you know, do the edit, listen through, I could work 17 or 18 hours a day. And I just can't, mm-hmm. can't live like I that. To, yeah. So, so I no, it. I would say my, since becoming a mom the last two years, my reading has gone way down. Yeah. Um, Sleeping. Well, is more important. Sleep is very important. So it's like working out, uh, just staying mentally yes. sane yes. Um, so that I'm not a complete crazy person. Right. Um, but I do think that reading would be, um, it is encouraging to hear uh, someone else, like a lot of people that are really busy and have a lot going on, but they still can read, you know, a couple books a month. And That's I'm right. like, okay, I could, if they're doing that, I could at least. Yeah, no. Start like reading that. something. I mean, I don't want to, or honestly, what I, what I do um, dig into if I'm opening up something is a parenting book yes. or a book on adoption. And yeah. it's just like not, it's not the feel good, like, oh, I can't put it down. Yes. Um, but The Awful Beautiful Life, I started because of the podcast, but then wanted to finish it because I just felt, she's from Austin, I'm from Austin. I knew some people that were close to her situation and she just, it was a beautiful paints a beautiful picture of how she used, she was experiencing such grief and shock and came out on the other side because yeah. of faith. And yeah. um, she uses four words or the, her F yeah. words. She's got some F words. She said, I, but you would think at that time she was probably dropping like yeah, F words. That's right. But she's like, no, actually, I mean, it was my faith and my family and my friends and yeah. the different things that got her through it. And yeah. um, aren't you grateful when people will write through that stuff for us. Yes, because I mean, it's just like a roadmap if we when we need it. Yeah. If y'all haven't heard that podcast, I guess since this one's airing a week after she was on, she's yeah. on last Back week. Back up. And go to last week's listen to it. Uh tragic situation. She lost her husband, he committed suicide and mm. she had three kids and she was left with like I think like twenty five million dollars worth of debt. You are lying to my face. Mm-mm. No, he Holy le- that's, cow. Mm-hmm. so that's why he decided he was uh, he had swindled money um, or asked friends for loans and businesses for loans yeah. and thought, told them he was investing it and he wasn't. And they had this oh, lavish I'm, lifestyle. I can't wait to listen to this one. Like lavish lifestyle. Like my sister would go to their Christmas parties. Yeah. And in the book, chapter one, she talks about their Christmas parties. And I think as she was like trying to paint a picture of just how awesome yeah. and lavish their life yeah. was, like the governor would be there. And then like, you know, normal people, my sister was there because they knew him through Young Life. Uh-huh. And my sister said it was like the party of the year. She couldn't wait to go. <laughs> she didn't know all she was going to see. That's right. That's right. And yeah, I mean, but it was all, she didn't realize it was all like how her husband was paying for it. She never, she just thought he was really good at his job. Wow. But wow. yeah. So anyway, but she, she made it through and now she's um, sitting down with her was lovely and she's um, made it through the other side. Yeah. And so it is, you think you're in the darkest hour of your life, but you yeah. can push through and persevere. Yeah. That's one of the things when I heard Dak, you know, we talked about armchair expert, but I heard him live in Nashville a couple of weeks ago and someone said, he did questions from the audience and someone said, how do you get through a hard season of your life? And he said, you never get on a roller coaster and think this is going to last forever. 
He said, you know, every good thing ends. You have to remember the bad things end too. That's a good analogy. I thought so too. I thought, man, that is so, he's like, he even like threw his hands up. He's like, you're screaming and you're having the best time, but you're never like, I'm so glad I get to do this for the rest of my life. (laughs) He's like, you know, it ends. And, and so it's just always so generous to me of women like her who write books like that, that say, Hey, this was the darkest and I will tell you the truth so that you know so that you have some roadmap that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. I just think, man, what a generous thing to do for the rest of us. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, and thank you for sharing all, like in your books and for sharing wow. those with, with my listeners because I know they appreciate that. And sometimes they do come to me for book recommendations. Yeah. And lately I'm like, well, how about um, – the connected child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, here's what I'm reading. And That's exactly like, right. Uh, well, That's I don't right. really have kids, so thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks so much, Amy. <laughs> All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton. And it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like, I want research. I want to know, like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my ritual 
essential for women, 18 plus multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Second thing. Second thing I want us to talk about is your podcast, which okay. you mentioned briefly in the last thing, but it's called That Sounds Fun. I mean, don't you love podcasting? I, yes. It, it, it's been about a year for me. Yeah. So in being in radio for 13 yeah. years Yeah, over, you've been doing it. But it's so different. I love it. Is it, it's is it more, super different? It's very different in that um, the interviews are more, and the people that I get to sit down with, um, well, my podcast, the content is so diverse. Like I can talk mm-hmm. about a lot of different things. Yep. So that's fun. My guests are fun. And then I get to sit down with them for longer periods of time. Right. On ra- radio, your interviews are five minutes, depending on the guest, 15 minutes if you're Garth Brooks. Yes. You know, it's yes. just, and it's, it's and then very they're gone like, and they're doing 18 other radio interviews. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, why are they here? Well, they have an album out. So we're talking about yes, that. We yes. don't dig a little deeper. Yes. And don't, I, sometimes that bothers me. I had an offer for uh, someone on a TV show and it would have been really cool. But the PR person said they have eight other interviews that day and we can give them to you for 15 minutes. And I was like, that's just, it would be cool to say that name was on the show, but that we don't get to be friends at all in 15 minutes mm-hmm. over the radio when I'm one of nine phoners, right. you know? And I was like, that just didn't my spot. But so I think that's what makes radio so challenge like I watch y'all and I'm like man y'all are so good at this because you have to do in I get an hour we get an hour today I get an hour on my show radio y'all get seven minutes yeah maybe yeah yeah and then sometimes if they are in a groove you can tell and Bobby started to kind of sometimes he just we're in a place now or he's in a place now where he can kind of be like eh we'll pass yeah and not to be rude but then it's it's just not compelling content for listeners sometimes because what are they listening to like us be like you kind of be a robot real quick and talk about your Copy points of what you need to get out for your, which I get it. Everybody has to do it. But when they are in a radio tour, they're just like, boom, boom, boom. And it doesn't, there's not that connection. And he's like, I'd rather play a game. Yeah, that's right. 
Like, That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what? Tell us about your podcast okay. and what kind of guests you have on and what content you cover. And yeah. um, also, I want to hear about your. I don't know if is it announced what's happening next year. I don't know what's happening next year. You told me you're doing something next year. We won't say it yet. Oh. If we can't say it. We well, can't say it. We're not. Ta- we're not saying it about Dollywood. No, not Dollywood. Something that's happening in 2020. And I said, I'm doing that too. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Now I'm with you. I was like, and, uh, Amy, I'm help like, me. Annie, come yes, on. Yes, I'm yes, talk yes. Co- talking code. Yes. Okay. So let me start by saying how the show started. Yeah. So um, in the, the reason I ever did a podcast is there was an author named Ted Decker who his PR people came to me and said, will you interview him? And I was like, well, yeah, but I don't have anywhere to release it. I have a blog. At the time I was an author and a speaker, but I didn't have a podcast. I'd listened to them, but I didn't have one. And she said, um, well, have you ever thought about starting a podcast? And I'm not kidding you, Amy. I said, that sounds fun. <laughs> and then I went home. I was like, that sounds fun. It's available. Okay, let's do it. So that's really why it started. Now we are two times a week, Mondays and Thursdays. And it is it is one of the most joyful things I'm getting to do right now. I love all buckets of my job. I love the writing. I love the speaking. Um, but But doing the podcast just feels like, I mean, you know how it is. We record this today and then then all our friends who listen get it in their ears really quickly. They're getting real-time conversations with with you because they know what you care about based on who's sitting on the other side. And so really what they're doing every time they're showing up is they're going, I believe in Amy and I want to be friends with Amy. And so I'm going to listen to these conversations Amy has. And so they they grow with you and they're yeah. friends with you, which I think is so sweet. And um, so I've loved that. So my guests are literally, there's only two rules. It's someone I am friends with or someone I want to be friends with. Because I'm not Perfect. good like you and Bobby. I can't interview strangers. I think that's very challenging. I'm like, so what else do you like about Nashville? <laughs> you know, like, oh, horrible. But if it's a friend or someone I want to be friends with, I've got all the questions because I've stalked their live on so- lives on social media and I know what's coming and what they're about. And so those are the two rules. So we have, because my job is faith-based in a lot of ways, we have a lot of faith people who come on and talk about their new books or their new albums or whatever they're working on. Um, we also, I have had chefs from Food Network because I loved their, one guy who won Food Network um, Spring Baking Championship and I tweeted him. You're so smart because you want, then you become friends with these amazing cooked totally totally and then they cook you things a hundred percent how did you become friends with danielle walker uh through the if gathering and through like she was already friends with angie smith yeah and um but then angie brought her to if and i met her there and maybe four or five years ago now and she's just become one of my dearest friends in the yes. world. She's been so. on the podcast. She's amazing. Yeah, she and Hill came on the same day, right? Yes. yes. Well, we recorded the same day, yes. Oh, yeah, and okay, okay. Was, I think we were originally supposed to do it on the phone. Uh-huh. And then, you know, then I got a note. She's like, well, actually, I'm going to be staying with Hillary. And I just heard she's coming up there to record. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's all just do this <laughs> let's in person. Let's go. Yeah, so yeah. they were like, it was like a swinging door. Yeah. Um, a revolving door. But uh, yeah, I just... Didn't know how that worked out. I yep, thought, that's well, maybe right. is it that easy? You just like tweet people and be like, hey, yes. like, you're fun. And I want to be like, a friend and come on my podcast. No. Yep. I'm like, I'm, then- I'm not going to be the one who says no for them. They can be, they can say no to me. I'm a grown woman. I can handle, listen, I'm single at 39. I've been rejected a time or two. <laughs> I can handle a person I do not know on the other side of Twitter, not responding to my ask for them to be on the podcast. But then sometimes they do say yes. And it's so fun. And, and so we have athletes. We have, we spend uh, in February, we do couples the whole month which is really fun to get to hear, um, like we had both a husband and a wife, Kaylee and Russell Dickerson came on. So fun. And just hearing, how do you have a marriage where the husband is a shooting star and just doing incredible stuff in country music and you're with him? 
Mm-hmm. So where's the, how do we both serve each other? And where's, where are Kaylee's dreams held? And, and it's just beautiful. And so we saw all sorts of different couples that month. Um, we'll do that every February. That's so fun. It's what a good idea. really fun. And then in June, we did, this last summer, we did Ennea Summer, where we talked about the Enneagram all the whole month of June. And we did it because people keep asking me what they keep requesting. They have names they request, yours included. They have names they request, but they also request multiple times people have said, well, you just have friends on that are not famous. Mm-hmm. Well, you have some, and I was like, I mean, sure, I have a ton of those friends, but when you see the, the name pop up, you're not going to know who that is or click on it. And so when, you know, when it shows up in your app or whatever. So then I thought, well, what if we talked about the Enneagram, but everyone who came on my show, nobody knew who they were. And so the one, so I'd have a female one and a male one, a female two and a male two, a female three and a male three that were not, that have no public life at all. They were, what, what was public was their number now. That's right. All they're known by is their number and their first name. I didn't even tag them on Instagram. Oh, wow. I did, I did nothing to let them, to turn them into a public thing. I just said, here are two humans and they are this, they identify as this number. So we do that in June. We'll do it again in June of 2020. We'll do any a summer and do the same thing where we have a different set of people come on and talk about what it feels like to be their number. So, I mean, it just varies. Whoever comes to mind, we try to be real thoughtful that we reflect the kingdom of God well so that we are diverse in um, race, but diverse in ability. We're trying to have and find some people who either are disabled themselves in one way or another or are raising disabled children. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to kind of go like, Hey, that's a voice where you don't hear a lot. That's so true. And so, um, so that's what we try to do is just have a bunch of different people on that. I, th- my goal is always that if it was you and me and the listener sitting at a table and the listener and I were already friends that I was introducing you that went, that I could get up and leave the table and y'all would still have something to talk about. Yeah. No, I love and, that. and that y'all would feel, the listener would feel like, well, Amy's my friend now too. If she's friends with Andy, she's friends with me. Right. Like right now, all my listeners, they're friends with me for a long time. They're totally friends with yes. me right now. And that's the goal. Thank you. Like they've already gone on that's Instagram the goal. and they're <laughs> like, like, Annie F. Annie F. Downs. <laughs> what is your handle too? That's it. I Annie said F. Downs. Annie F. Downs. Right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I was just, I was just uh, looking at your, uh, I reposted your um, my bag. Your bag that you posted a long time ago, but it's one of our favorite pictures because you took it to the oh, grocery thanks. store. It's your four things tote. Yes. And shocker, the first thing on there is laughing. Laughing. Second thing is Nashville. Mm-hmm. Third thing is Enneagram, yep. which the next thing we're going to talk about with you is Enneagram. Right. Because um, you know way more about it than I do. And then the last thing is soccer because yes. you are obsessed with soccer. I love it. I think it's a great sport. Um, And... Did, did you play soccer? I did. I okay. grew up playing yes. it, and then I've just been a super fan ever since. Yeah. I think it's... They're very, very into soccer. Yeah. Themselves. I'm very into encouraging the rest of Nashville to be into soccer. So I'm probably the loudest trumpet you hear because I'm For trying the, to get everybody to play the their trumpet. pro soccer yeah, team we're getting here. a pro team next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. My kids took soccer at the YMCA last year for the uh-huh. first time. Well took soccer yeah. they played on a team I never played soccer so okay. I don't know much about it at all but it was their first organized sport situation ever uh-huh and That's they didn't play one. in Haiti I mean they came in Haiti you would think being Haitian they played I played soccer. a soccer game in Haiti I thought I thought everybody played in Haiti no yeah. at the orphanage they just really didn't have much room to run around there wasn't like official I mean they'd kick the ball but there was yeah. no so they don't understand the concept of the game and the back and forth. And so Stevenson would sometimes get the ball, but then start kicking it towards, you know, totally. down the wrong end of the field. And I'm like, no, but as a parent, you're also still proud. Like he's kicking the ball. He yeah, that's exactly right. He's kicking right. the ball. Who cares if it's the wrong way? That's exactly right. Um, and 
And so, yeah, I I need to get more into soccer because they both really enjoyed it. Yeah, so good. Maybe I need to take it to them to like a game. Yeah, let's go to a game next year. It's really fun something. and like get them. Yeah, it's really fun. And the fun thing about what you're getting to watch right now because they're five. Oh, well, he's nine. He's nine. Very, Sorry. He's very okay. little. He okay. looks five. A lot of people think he's five, but he's nine. Okay. And uh, my daughter's 12. Okay. Yeah. So the fun thing that'll start happening even now as they're turning, kicking the wrong way and whatever is as you see them start playing better and playing more, you will see their minds start creating plays that you will see play out. And it'll just blow your mind. Once you start, like you'll go, oh, he sees them moving into position and he's passing on purpose to an empty spot because he knows his teammates going there and then they score and you lose your mind because you know that your kid is the one who saw the play before yeah. it happened. It'll get really fun. Okay. Can't so. wait. Well, we'll see if they stick with it. Sometimes yeah. they're like, what are we going to play soccer again? I'm like, guys, we're trying to just get the school thing down. That's right. Like right now we're just between ed- learning English and just catching them up to their grade level. There's not a lot of right. time for extracurricular activities. Right. Although you were mentioning earlier that you didn't watch TV as a kid. You just read a lot. Well, we watched, like, oh. we could watch on Thursday nights and we could watch a little bit on the weekends. We just didn't watch Monday through Thursday. So I know. I feel like I might need to implement that rule. Like my, I let my kids watch. They have TV time right before yeah. bed every night. But, but is they it have probably helping and tutoring. With, I, bet and, it, yeah, I was about to say, I bet it helps with their English though right. to hear all that conversational. I mean, if I didn't know English, I'd pro- I would wish my parents would have let me watch more TV so I could okay. learn things. Because I do think my daughter, I hear her use words sometimes and I'm like, where, where did you hear that word. I mean, it's a good word. Yes. It's, it's expanded her vocabulary, yes. but it's not one that I have ever really used. And I'll be like, did you learn yeah. that at school? She's like, no, I saw it on, you know, whatever I was watching. Yeah. On it's Disney. one of the reasons it, learning another language immersion is better than just learning it in school. Right. Is because if you watch people talk, it changes how you understand a word. And so you're doing it. You're yeah. teaching them. How, how many times have you been to Haiti? Only once. Just once? Okay. I went once with Lisa Harper. We went to mm-hmm. Nepali. Love her. Oh, did you go to My Life Speaks? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I was just texting with Mary, my partner for the four things and all yeah. this boss stuff. Because um, I was like, I, Haiti's just in a lot of turmoil right now. Yeah. So we were texting about getting somebody from, and Mike Wilson's in Nashville yeah. right now. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe Mike can come on. Isn't he wonderful? Because, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. They're just amazing. I actually met him through Hillary Scott mm-hmm. um, because she did. he did Hillary's wedding. Yes. And so I met him at Hillary's wedding, I don't know, nine years ago maybe, and have just been, I have watched them be so faithful to serve where, where they feel called to serve over the last 10 years that I've been watching. They've been doing it longer than that, but... It's just, I think, really, really highly of the Wilson. Have you had him on your podcast? No, I should. Totally should. I know. He's and fun. He, he's so fun. He's so fun. And he's just smart, and he serves. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Done. Yeah. Happening. Just, you know. Sorting it out. That sounds fun with Mike Wilson. It's coming. $5 booking fee. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'll text him right now. Make sure he's over there. No, he really is a good one. I, yeah. He's, he's great. Um, you know, obviously, could I think could share, like, a lot yeah. and be fun at the same time. Katie was really hot. Temperature wise. Oh yeah. I was and miserable. Humid. Yeah. And your feet swell. Uh-huh. And your hands. And I got food poisoning. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the night, oh I gosh. was the only person awake. I couldn't find any water. I mean, it was about as it was about as if I, I would rather be dying it than be miserable. doing this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have those moments when I've been like sick in America in uh-huh. my comfort of my own home. Okay, so I got home and I, I go to like a naturopath in Franklin. And I went and got tested right away. I was like, I was so sick because I got home like two days later after um, the food poisoning. And she's like, you have 12 parasites. Oh my gosh. She's like, I bet like 
five are from whatever you ate and seven are that you spent an entire night on the floor of a Haitian bathroom. <laughs> It's like, yeah, probably. So it was uh, what did she for real, do for real. The next um, morning, Lisa Harper was like, you look terrible. I was like, I have not slept. <laughs> right, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, what did you do to get rid of your parasites? Uh, Just- I took some of the naturopath stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I, think what, paras- too. I think it's called parasite. Yeah, parasite it's like relief a pill, or parasite. something yeah. like that that says yeah. parasite. And then I did some colonics. Yep. I did like sweat beds. <laughs> I uh-huh. did like all the things. Yeah. So. I'm so appreciative for Western medicine. I mm-hmm. think it works. And I think it's miraculous what God has shown people to create medicine. I also want to look at the earth first and want to look at natural things first of what's already been provided for us. And so all that kind of stuff is my first stop. And right. then if, it, if I can't get better... I'm so grateful for doctors and what they can do, but I'm a natural. I might need to get your, I, I need to find a natural, or I've been wanting to find yeah. like a more She's awesome. naturopath. Her name's Robin. Get, She's I want to get like one. all the tests done and see where I am. Do you get your like hormone levels tested or anything? Or does she do anything with hormones? No, not, but, I mean, yes, we talk about my hormones and she tests for them, but not with like, they don't do blood kind of stuff. Like they okay. don't, they don't draw blood and do those kind of testing. No. Have you ever done like food sensitivity testing? Oh yeah, girl. I'm a weirdo. I got like a dairy allergy. I don't eat dairy. And I know so. that you love Danielle Walker's dairy free ranch. It made me cry the first time I ate it. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to that because I hadn't had dairy yeah. for six years. <laughs> yeah. I teared up. Um, no. Do you love her stuff too? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. It's... Do you have a favorite recipe you're working on right now with hers? Um, well, just her whatever chocolate chip, real deal chocolate chip cookies. And All my the time. kids love them. Yep. So. Yeah. I, there's a, her minestrone soup is my go-to of that genre of soup. And then she has like a roasted chicken and vegetable that you can get online. The minestrone is only in um, her cookbook. Um, Eat what you love. But the roasted vegetable and leftover chicken one is so good is online and it Ooh. is. Yeah, you'll have to okay. share it. I'll have to try that one for sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And then she's, do you remember your like her podcast episodes? Because I'm now uh-huh. thinking of people are listening and they're our friends and they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, shoot, I, I heard Danielle Walker on Amy's. Because I will say the when she was on your podcast, yeah. it's it's different. When people are still, you hear some stuff uh, yes. again, yes. but you hear some stuff that is new. Yeah. So if you liked someone and th- we had a really good response with her being yeah. on, then they should go yeah. check out um, your podcast. Uh, the podcast that Daniel did yeah. with you, but it's like, um, it's on the fly. So I'm like, do you know what episode number that is? <laughs> no, I don't, sadly. Yeah, I can sadly. send it to you. <laughs> no, um, just... You know, funny thing, I was just at lunch with a couple of friends before I got to your house and they were, we were talking about a different interview I'm doing and and one of the guys said, um, are you going to ask a question that's never been asked before? And I was like, that's never our goal here. Like my goal is never that, can I ask Amy Brown the thing that no one's asked before? What I do want to have is a conversation no one's had before. But we can ask all the same questions. You and I can ask Danielle the exact same questions, but the order we ask them Mm -hmm. and the parts that stand out to each of our hearts is going to be so different. So even if Danielle came to us both with five questions and was like, this is all I answer, it's still two totally different conversations. So true. And so the pressure's off of us as a podcast host. Like, I'm not trying to have, I'm not going to ask a question probably that someone hasn't heard their favorite author, chef, musician, that they haven't heard them ask. But my hope is that by the end of the conversation, they go, I've never heard that before. I've never heard that conversation before. Mm -hmm. And they haven't because you and I have never done this before. But when you come on my show, it'll be the exact same two humans 
but we'll have lived more days. Yeah. And we'll have different things to talk. And so I just love. And when I come on yours, it's probably going to be way more fun. Uh, 0% I mean- <laughs> I'm having a great time. It's going to equal at best. Um, but I just think there's, that's one of the best things about us sharing friends and podcast episodes existing yes. with different hosts. It's like, because Jamie Ivy, it happens a lot with you and yeah. me and Jamie Ivy and Jen, where we'll all have the same guest. And I'm like, yeah, that matters. That's great. Well, that's why I wanted to encourage people to go listen to yours and hear her on there because mm. I know that it's different. I've listened. Yeah. And but isn't also- that such a release of that pressure yeah. of like, yeah, we, we're not trying to create something I'm, you're not trying to bamboozle me with a question that no one's ever asked before. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm just trying to ask her what I want to know. Well, and then as a list, podcast listener, because I listen to podcasts, like I'm not going to not – actually, when I enjoy somebody on a podcast, I go seek them out Same. on every interview they've done. Same. And yeah, again, I hear little tidbits that I know that I heard, but you're right, the whole conversation is so different. And I keep listening. I Same. go find them on the next, Same. find them on the next. Exactly. So I love that. I think that's fun. Boom. So, which Jamie Ivy, you've done hers. Yes. Um, that's another good one where y'all We could... both have done um, Happy Hour Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so fun. Yes. Which leads to da, 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 da. we're both taking our shows on the road yeah. in 2020. Mine's not, I'm sure yours is way more organized and probably totally booked. Mine's still like in the works. Zero percent. But um, we're thinking of doing, like, it'll be like a weekend wherever we go, and it's four cities in the year. A Friday night, Four Things Live event, uh-huh. and then on Saturday doing like a brunch and burn, which is an espoir event we've been doing. Yeah, where Erin uh, Opria, she's a trainer. Yeah, she like travels with us, and we do like a workout and a brunch. So it's like a weekend so thing. Fun. So fr- yeah. the two totally separate events. So maybe you can go to one or both or okay, whatever. Um, oh, that's the brilliant. Podcast one being bigger, the workout being smaller. Uh-huh. But um, yeah. So I don't really. That's know. brilliant. But so, so you're going to do four in 2020. Four in 2020. What okay. you got? We are going to do one night events and we're going to go do um, just a live podcast in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I'm. We don't know the exact cities yet. We will, when the book comes out in 21, at the beginning of 21, we'll spend a big chunk of that spring going to as many cities as we can because I want to have fun with my friends. Yes. And so we, we are throwing big parties in 21. It'll be a party in every city that has a podcast attached to it. So it'll be like, okay, Austin, we're coming to do a book launch party and there's going to be a live podcast with a guest. Love but that. this is a party. So you bring your confetti popper because I'm bringing mine. Like we're going to have a great time. The ones in 2020 are going to be um, getting to some cities that I've really wanted to see and people that I'm like, I really need to get out to Portland. I haven't been West Coast in a while. And so, okay, we'll just go out and we'll get a venue and we'll pick a date and and it's not going to be complicated. That's the beautiful thing about these is we don't need 18 other things. You know, y'all are going to do a show and then you're going to have a workout and a brunch. Yeah. I don't need a bunch of bells and whistles. Everyone that wants to come wants to see this and wants to see us doing an interview like this in in person. And they want to see their friend Annie and I want to see them. And so that is what we're going to do. So we're going to do maybe, I think the goal is in 2020 to do um, like maybe five or six and it'll just be a Friday night or a Thursday night. And we'll do five or six of those. And then in 21, it'll be more like 25. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's the big... The big fun book is coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, let's get on to the next thing. And I think we're going to tackle Enneagram because I'm just curious how you got so into it. Okay. And your thoughts. Um, so, we'll do that next. Here we go. Third thing. Uh, 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 okay. Third thing. Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I am, as long as I've been hearing about the Enneagram, my sister's yeah. been into it for years, I will say that I haven't fully committed 
to um, the whole thing because here's the problem. I I'm can't ready. really figure out my number. Oh, okay. And I've even had, um, so I've te- done the test. Yeah. I've had Enneagram person, Like actual ex- experts. Experts. Speak into it. Like listen to me and my husband and tell us our numbers. And I'm just like, don't really think that's my number. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but is that my number? Me disagreeing with the number that I was assigned? I don't know. I know. But because uh, it's just, it's hard. And then my sister, she's really into it and has read all the books and done all the things. So then she, um, of course, has her opinions on my number. Sure, sure. And, you know, that's another thing. How do you feel about people having opinions about your number? Not allowed. I think that's oh, okay. I think that's really... But if it's your sister. But if it's your sister. Yeah. Since when do we get to stop our sisters from doing anything mm-hmm. in our lives? So if you've listened right? to my podcast before, um, then we have covered the Enneagram and I've had Enneagram expert on Enneagram yeah. Hunter. Do you know Hunter Mobley? Yeah. Okay, so that's who Enneagrammed me. Okay. Is that what you call it? Yeah, sure. He you Enneagrammed did. me. Yeah. Um, but he's come on before to like really talk about what it is. And basically it's the numbers are one through nine and it's, what are you're better? No, at you're doing great. It. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So it's one, it's a, it's a, it's not a personality type no. really. It's more of, there are nine different ways that you see the world, that right. we all see the world. Mm-hmm. And one expert that I really like named Beth McCord says it's like nine different set of glasses that you put on that. So your glasses may be a different shade of the world than my glasses. And the thing that I like about the Enneagram, now I'm a big fan of strength finders. I love strength finders too. I think that's really helpful. I think Myers-Briggs is really helpful when it comes to personalities and work environment kind of things. Do and you how have you do anybody that works for you do those? Yes. Or works with you? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, um, it, when, when we are hiring someone new, we want to know their Enneagram number as best they can self-identify. Um, and we want to know their strength finders and we want to know their Myers-Briggs because there's some things we really need and things we really don't need. It doesn't mean the person's not a good person. It just means that we don't need what they're offering. We're not the right fit for them. And so that kind of helps as we're interviewing and shaping who's joining the team. Um, so of those nine different types, the thing that Enneagram that I found most helpful, one of the reasons I enjoy encouraging people to spend some time learning about the Enneagram is I have, it is very helpful in identifying the motives behind why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. And that has been, cause like we could all be in a restaurant there, the restaurant could be full and the fire alarm goes off and we all respond the same. We all run out. We run out for nine different reasons. Right? Like we run out in nine different directions. We do nine different things um, when we hear the same alarm. And while I might run out because I don't want to get burned because I'm super scared and I don't want anything to hurt me because I'm a, I self identify as a seven and we kind of, our problem, our core issue is we fear pain. And so I'm getting out because I don't want to get burned, but maybe a nine is getting out because they, they, it's just not peaceful in there anymore. And they're going to keep running because they can't be where there's, where there's so much chaos, but a three is going to run out because they don't want to burn their clothes because their clothes were expensive. You know, I'm just making, I mean, I'm making this up and I'm, uh, no, I'm no, overly I already, stereotyping. I already like it. And you know what I'm thinking in my head right now is you said something earlier. I think in the first thing you said, like, you are really good at teaching people things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> entertaining till they learn something. That's right. Yes. yes. And like, you're telling a very entertaining story that is actually helping me understand oh, the Enneagram better good. where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. It's like, we're all hearing the same exact alarm, but there's gonna be nine different reactions. Yes. And the reason we can't type other people is I can't tell you why you ran out of that restaurant and you can't tell me why I ran out of that restaurant. You can go, I saw you run out of that restaurant. You ran really fast. I bet you're a three. 
I saw you run out of that restaurant and then you stopped and helped somebody. I bet you're a two. Oh, yeah, totally. It's like, no. Twos are so compassionate. Right, right, right. And it's like, no, you can't know the motivation behind why I do what I do. And so that's the reason typing other people is a problem and going, and it's also a reason when someone goes, um, and I'm bad about this, but when someone goes, I, I had a hard time turning in my book because every chapter wasn't perfect. I go, ah, classic one. And then they go, well, yeah, I am a one, but I wish you wouldn't do that because of whatever, you know? And so we also, even when you know someone's number, it isn't always helpful. So one of the people I just ate lunch with is a nine. And, um, and we, we laughed about who was paying for lunch. And the, the girl behind the counter said um, to the nine, you should stand up for yourself. And I was like, that's, that's probably true. But I was like, I don't need to, I don't need to mess with that. You know, like I, my, there's a version of me that wants to go classic nine, letting me decide who pays, you know? And, um, and so I just think that that's why it's helpful in my personal life. And I know this is, I think, I think you love onsite too, right? Yes. I'm making that up. Yeah. In my life in the last seven years, I am trending toward emotional health in a better way than I ever have before. And, and that is because of counseling and onsite in the Enneagram. Mm. The Enneagram showed me why I do what I do when I always just thought, why do you always do this? How come every time, I mean, Amy, I was in a dating relationship and I got freaked out. And instead of telling him I was freaked out, I got on a plane and I flew to Florida and didn't tell anybody. Like that's extreme. And that's what got me into counseling. But like, I always did something like that. I always, instead of saying when I was scared, I just ran away. Mm-hmm. Instead of going like, yeah, we should have a hard conversation that may end up with us ending this. Instead, I flew away. Like, I didn't have words for why I did that until the Enneagram helped me understand that there is this innate thing in me that wants to run from that. And a healthy seven, a healthy Annie is one who can be in a confrontational relationship or a confrontational experience and not run away. So there's growth in me when I stay. I, I maybe could have learned that language without the Enneagram, but man, the Enneagram was such a fast track for me of how to pursue my own emotional and spiritual health because I do it with God too. Mm-hmm. And so it has taught me so much about me. I had a guy on my podcast recently named John Mark Comer, and he talked about this at the beginning, but I do think the Enneagram is probably being overly monetized now, and it's overly, you run out of the restaurant because of this, and and this is the eight songs that you want on your wedding playlist because you're a four. Yes, you know? like if you follow Enneagram and Coffee on Instagram. Totally. Like There's the, probably mm-hmm. a little too much of that, and we're stereotyping a little too much because it is so much deeper and more profound than that. And so- one of the things John Mark said that I really resonated with is he said, maybe for three-ish years, it's a really good spiritual discipline to bring into your life, to learn it, to learn yourself, and to walk toward healing. After three to five years, it either becomes this like kitschy thing or you need to go real deep into it mm-hmm. and really and like become an expert, a scholar of it. And I'm not into doing that. I don't want to do that. So for me... Uh, as far I, I do feel like I have gained everything I can gain from the amount of learning I'm willing to do around the Enneagram for now. So my job now is to say to other people, go learn yourself. Go read The Road Back to You. Go do some studying. Sit with some experts. That's what I need to do. I need to read The Road Back to You. Well, just get it and read. At the start of each chapter, There are there's a checklist of like, here are the 
here are some things about this number Mm -hmm. and their checklist is really robust and it's really helpful. And so I wonder if that would help you just to see that checklist. But, but again, I, I, I would never be the person who says you have to study the Enneagram to be a healthy person. I don't think that's true. Right. And you have to know your number and tell everybody. In fact, John Mark, one of the things he said is that the, you know, a few generations ago when people were already using the Enneagram, like um, Jesuit priests and such, they wouldn't tell anybody their Enneagram number. It was like so sacred to them. I'm like, man, now we like put it in our Instagram Right. Uh, bio. It's like, hi, I'm Annie F. Downs. I'm, I'm a seven. seven. Yeah, totally. And sometimes I like that, but other times people are like, like I had a, a pretty hard friend conversation with another woman over coffee a couple of weeks ago. And when we sat down, she said, I know you're a seven and this is hard for you. And I want to be like, I'm okay. I'm here. You know, I want to be like, I, I don't want, I don't want people doing that. I, I don't, I don't necessarily like want having someone having a preconceived, assume- like, this is how you feel right now because- yes. You are this number. Yeah, but then again, with men, it is helpful for me. Like when I'm interested in and talking with, et cetera, a two, I go like, okay, when, if if me and this two are going to work, I need to listen with different ears than seven ears. And there's a lot of other things I want to learn about him and that I'm learning about him, but his two-ness is an important thing I'm learning about him. Or if it's a six and I'm going, okay, I need to, I need to know some inclinations of sixes, but while I'm getting to know him and getting to know all sorts of stuff about him, how he handles the world through that pair of glasses. I was dating a five and he would disappear for days and not speak to me. And I was panicking. And then I was like, as, as we, when we would have conversations, it would be like, yeah, I just had to think about some stuff for a minute. I'm like, oh, that we're just built so, so different. different. Where yeah. I'm going to like bang on the door of your cave until you come out and you're asking for two days in your cave to think. And and so it, it is so helpful, mostly, mostly, mostly for your own spiritual and emotional growth. To it's understand. secondarily helpful in relationship. Yeah. I'd say similar, but different, but it's kind of when you understand someone's love language that you're yes. in a relationship with. If yes. you understand what they need from you and then why they're maybe doing to you what and you're like why, why yes. is this happening then and why do you keep washing my car i don't care right you know and then it's like oh and I he's should... like why haven't you noticed that i washed your car <laughs> exactly oh that's my exactly. husband he's a he's like acts yeah. service. but when i do things for him his to receive he's acts of service as yeah. well so when i do little things like so make far. him coffee yeah it's like the biggest thing in the world if he massages my shoulders mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. Right. Finally, right. I get it. You washed my car, but all right. I need is a shoulder rub. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so to me, Enneagram fits beautifully in that exact conversation of like, here's one more thing. After you learn yourself and you get healthy around your own number, as it is, as helpful as it is for you, um, then use it to love other people better and use it to know other people and put it in the same category as learning their love languages and learning their strengths and learning what they how they take their coffee and learning how they, what happens when they don't get enough sleep. All the things you learn when you fall in love with a friend or a partner, um, one of those things can be the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a coworker or totally. a, all that. Oh, yeah. Knowing how my, my full-time employee, knowing the glasses she wears into work every day helps me so much. Because she says, I'll ask a question and, and she will give me an answer. And then two hours later, she'll have a different answer. I was like. I already did it based on what you said the first time. But part of it is that she needs more, she needs permission to have time to give an answer. 
And I was wanting an answer right away. So she was giving me her first answer, but it wasn't her best answer. Mm. And so now we know. And so now I, now I know if I, that I would love her opinion on things and I need to ask two hours before or the day before I really need to know. She can make great decisions on the fly, but, um, but it is more helpful and healthy for her if I give her time. And so as a boss, I want my people to feel like I am choosing their health over my immediate needs. And, and where they both meet is the best place, right? Where, where they can, my employees can be really healthy, but I can also, we can also get everything done that needs to get done. It helps for me to know their strengths, to know their love languages, to know their Enneagram. Yeah. And so if Enneagram sounds intriguing, like Annie said, she has all last June. Yeah. The whole had- of summer people on that were each number yeah. and then she's going to do it again in 2020 yeah. Yeah. so but I mean you've got time to go I know people always I love giving people podcasts to go back and listen to yes. you know you're sometimes you're just like God, I need a good podcast as soon to as it ends to. are you listening to the new Dolly Parton's America yet not yet oh Amy it's so good as soon as an episode ends I want something else and so when you when they finish listening to this you're giving them like a handful of other things boom okay next thing can we talk about what you're grateful for yes real quick okay that's coming up next Okay, gratitude time. I'm ready. Um, just four things okay. that Annie is thankful for. Okay, I am so thankful. Um, I am so thankful for my job. It is the hardest thing I've ever done. You probably feel this way too. It's, I can't assume that, but I would think it's very hard and very lovely and rewarding. And, and on days where I feel like I wish I wasn't having to work, I wish that I could just stay in my bed mm-hmm. are days that I try to think back to about 10 years ago when this was all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if it would ever happen. So I'm really thankful for my job. Yeah. I am super thankful for my counselor. I, I th- see her tomorrow. I get a haircut and a counseling appointment tomorrow. It feels like everything's going to get what? right, put in its <laughs> yes. right place. It's like the best day. I know, right? <laughs> the book's due tomorrow. I'll turn it in by one o'clock and then it's a haircut and a counseling appointment. Um, I just, I thank God for her that the Lord lined us up when I flew away on that plane mm-hmm. and and that the Lord just made a way for me to find a counselor who taught teaches me and taught me about the mystery of God and the mystery of life. I needed right answers for everything. And she often reminds me, yeah, what if we don't know? What do we do if we don't get to know that? And that has healed me to be able to ask more questions than I thought I was allowed to ask. I am so thankful um, for my friend's kids. I call my mini BFFs. Uh, and Halloween just passed. And just being uh, being a woman who's single with no children yet, and I want to be married with kids. And it is just such a gift that my friends share their kids with me. Mm. That they let me, two, two of the families, there's about six families and me that are kind of spend a lot of time together. And two, because there's another Annie in our group, Dave Barnes's wife is also named Annie. Uh-huh. Um, they call me Annie Downs, like a double name. Like two of the kids, the, the rest of the kids call me Crazy Annie. And two families call me Annie Downs. And I just got a video two days ago of two of the kids going, the mom just said, okay, tell her what you're telling me. And the little five-year-old boy says, Annie Downs, I love you. Annie Aww. Downs, I love you. <laughs> and I, like, you just, I don't oh, deserve I that. Yeah. You know, like I, I have not been a good enough person or a kind enough person or a brave enough person to get that kind of love. And, and so I just recognize what a gift it is. When anybody chooses to love you, even after they know you, <laughs> what yeah. a gift, what oh, a gift. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful for them. And, um, 
My fourth thing is I just had the lunch I was just telling you about. I had a breakfast burrito and I love Mexican food for breakfast. What a joy. I'm so grateful (laughs) that people figured out that you could put eggs and potatoes and avocado and black beans together. And a tortilla. Right? I just was so, so happy. I just love breakfast Mexican food. So... I'm thankful for you, and I'm thankful to be here. And that's a bonus. The work you do. That's bonus. my fifth one. <laughs> bonus. I, I figured that was a too easy of an answer that everyone probably says that, but I, from a distance, I've watched you. Actually, nobody's ever said <gasps> Nobody that. Says that. Well, let me tell you what I think is true. <laughs> from a distance, uh, I have watched you love our our greater community. I've watched you love Nashville and care about Nashville very well. But obviously, y'all are national, and I'm sure people from other cities feel that too. But but up close, I've watched you love our friends really well, even when you were doing the hard work of healing and adopting and all the things. I just think you um, you seem to love really well. And oh. so I'm grateful for you and how you model that for me and my other friends. Well, thank you. That's I mean so it. Special. I would say that if we weren't recording. I really that, mean it. Yeah. I, I believe you. Okay, good. I believe you. I believe okay, good. you. We're I want still you to recording. Believe me. Okay, no, good. and that's really nice. Um, and I just, I, I'm thankful to have you on and then thankful for our little gratitude segment that we try to do because it's just real important. And I think it also, we learn a little bit more yeah. about you, like yeah. that you love um, Mexican food for breakfast. It's just the best. Like knowing, What a surprise. I know. Who knew we got to do that when I was little and we ate tacos for dinner? No one ever told me that Texas did that for breakfast. Heck yeah. Born and raised Texan right here. Right. You've always known breakfast oh, tacos. Always. We didn't do that in Georgia. We did a little. My dad would go find us some um, chorizo. Yeah. See, I didn't even know. Woo. I know. Yeah, now Saturday I Saturday mornings, whip it up. Yes. So yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to come on. I know oh, that you so are grateful. super busy, but well, so um, are you. finally my people are going to be happy. <laughs> I got her on. And I had you verbally commit recorded wise that you have to come Done. be on mine. <laughs> Done. I cannot wait. And, um, yeah, well until, well, I mean, hopefully I'll see you maybe somewhere, but yes. for listeners, you're hearing Annie here now, and the next time you'll hear us again on a podcast, we'll be on That's right. um, Annie's podcast. So um, can't wait for that. Okay. Peace out. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. 
All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.